welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. We're here. We're queer. It isn't clear outside. <laughs> uh, that I wasn't prepared for that. It is clear outside here. So It's Sorry. raining all day. I had a laundry list of things that I was going to do. Laundry was on the list, but I had a lot of things that I was going to do. <laughs> and I texted Olivia shortly after becoming conscious again today. And I said, well, the rain has ruined all of my plans. So I'm just going to do all the <laughs> no. inside stuff. Well, you're doing laundry, so that's su- success, right? I, I did do laundry, yep. There's some Congrats. in now. I have very proud of you. A lot of it to put away yet, but I did do laundry. I, I don't I don't have anything. Uh, oh, I guess I do have a little bit of housekeeping. A coworker of mine has a friend at a different hospital who's very into puzzling, and apparently oh, yes. he pitched us being on a team together, so that might get hooked up. Oh, stop. You're going to have a puzzling buddy? I love this already. <laughs> I prefer the phrase puzzling partner, but yes, I might. Ah. I might. Yeah. Or puzzling pal was my next. Uh, puzzling my next pal. Move. Yeah. All right. I like that. But both are cute. Both are cute. I, uh, we will anxiously be waiting for updates on that. There is a, a dual category at these competitions. So oh, uh, we could be the puzzling pals and, and have and have little t-shirts. And I, I have not even met this person. I don't even know if I jive with this person, but I'm already planning out a whole adventure with them. So I know you're going to be so disappointed when you like hate them. I know. I know. Like our entire future gone in an instant. <laughs> ruined in a moment. You ruined it in a moment. Uh, fingers crossed it works out. I'm so excited for the t-shirts. Yes. And I I didn't do anything, but Olivia is having uh, her dress fitting today, her wedding dress fitting. So she's being fit for her wedding uh, dress in 40 short minutes. Um, oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah, well, is she excited about it? She's really excited. She had to take uh, the dress to school with her because she has to go straight from school. Oh, so she's really excited cute. about it. Yay. It's getting closer and closer. How are you feeling? More stressed? <laughs> uh, I wasn't stressed until last night. Liv was like, "We should really get on the wedding grind," and I'm like, "What is there to grind out here?" And she's like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta really all gotta. The things." I'm like, "What are we talking about?" And it was just like, as we listed the things, I was like, "These are all like an afternoon's worth of things." Sorry, I'm yawning. Huh. These are all like an afternoon's worth of things, right? Where I'm like, "Cool, finalize our invitations and order them." Fine. Uh, it takes me four seconds. It's four clicks. She was like, we have to actually decide on a person to make our cake. And I was like, okay, that's probably the hardest part of this whole list. Oh, yeah. Are you doing a cake tasting like that too? Yeah, we did one and we didn't really like the place. We're trying to find somewhere else. We're trying to get as many queer individuals involved in the wedding as possible to like grow queer business. And finding a queer cake maker who's willing to deliver to Gloucester is not super easy. The names out there. Yeah, Gloucester, Worcester, which is spelled like Worcester. Gloucester spelled like Gloucester. I just discovered the other day that Manchester is actually called Manchester by the Sea. Like it's, that's the whole name of the town is Manchester by the Sea. That explains so many songs. I'm learning so much about the East Coast today. There's a film called Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah. That's what I was thinking of probably. It's totally a town. Manchester. Oh, it's so it's Manchester hyphen by hyphen the hyphen sea. It's a quaint coastal town on Cape Ann. Yep. Only 5,000 people live there, but it is top 10 most expensive places because me and Olivia Googled top 10 most expensive places in Massachusetts the other day and that was- Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, that was one of them. That was one of them. (laughs) 
Okay, good to know. Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Worcester, Gloucester. They have a place here called Reading. It's R-E-A-D-I-N-G and it's actually pronounced Reading, which makes me so annoyed. I feel like I'm going to hate a lot of that or just laugh through as much of it as I possibly can. I'm trying to convince some friends to come with during the wedding time so we can all go to Salem. Yeah, we're about 30 minutes from Salem and in Gloucester. So and then ah, it's about perfect. an hour away from, from where we live in Boston. It's about an hour, hour and a half to Salem. Okay, I didn't think it was crazy far, but yeah, we were, you know, my friends were all talking about it. Like, we've always wanted to go. We should plan a trip. And I was like, well, if you want to do it in April, <laughs> I will be in the area. April's a great time to go because everybody flocks to New England in the fall. Mm-hmm. From late September through mid-November, Salem is an absolute nightmare. Like, walking is miserable. It's standing room only everywhere you go. Oh you don't get to experience really anything fun, but any other time of the year, Salem is very nice. Yeah, I figured any off season would be better than going around Halloween. <laughs> well, in April will be nice because you might have a chance. Oh my God, Biotti again. You might have a chance of it being a little warmer out and some of the stuff that you want to see that's really cool is outside. Oh yeah, winter. Yeah. Okay, cool. I will sell. I will use that as a selling point to the California girls. Winter here is not like winter was in the Midwest. It does not get that cold compared oh, really? to what we would deal with. No. Compared to what we would deal with in the Midwest, no. <gasps> that's amazing to hear. <laughs> so it doesn't get like negative 25. No. No. The coldest it got last year was maybe like 15. Oh, shit. I can deal with that. (laughs) Like, it really did not get that cold. And we got a bunch of snow, yeah, but like, here's so used to snow Mm -hmm. that it's snow removal is really good. Okay. And they shut stuff down early, right? So like the day before, they're like, we're shutting down tomorrow for the snow. And then by the time you go out the next day, all the snow is gone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, it's it's really nice. It's not, no. It's not nearly as miserably cold as everybody's like, oh, I hate the snow. I'm like, snow's fine. (laughs) I'm yawning again. That's the third time for those of you counting at home. <laughs> Snow is no big deal at all out here and it's not nearly as cold. Yeah, because I was worried because, you know, back in the Midwest, it's like negative 15, 16, 20. Yeah, regularly. All of a sudden, is that's our, our usual winters. So I was over that. But I mean, April, April, I don't know. I think I can handle, but I was also thinking Chicago Aprils, which are dangerous. Arguably warmer than a Chicago April. So like last April, when we were looking at venues, we were at like 50s, 60s. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this April. April, but the week before it was like 30s, 40s. So I expect us having a wedding closer to the end of April will be probably like 30s, 40s. Okay, not terrible. Fingers crossed we're 50s, 60s because we're right on the water, but I don't know. Okay, noted. Anyway, so I'm going to go back to convincing my friends to fly out so that we can go to Salem. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's all I have for uh, housekeeping is Liv's getting dress fitting and I might have a puzzling pal in the future. We love that. And my GoodRx content, two of the three for this month are live. So Ooh. for those of you that follow me on other socials, specifically TikTok, if you could interact with those when you see them, that would be great. We love it. We love the support. Should we fire up the... Trying to beep boop bop. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Sloppy Joes. I'm just going to work random words into there. (laughs) Trying to get that to work. All right. First word, standard. That's an interesting one because the first thing I thought of was a bar called The Standard. Mm. And then I was like, am I an alcoholic? (laughs) (sighs) Why do I feel like that bar is a place that people with no standards go? Mm. I think it's no? meant to be a fancier bar. Oh. It's like downtown Chicago. I think. Oh, I've never been. But anyway, not obviously that memorable. But yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh wait, isn't there a bar? And I was like, wait, am I an alcoholic? That that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I go out too much. Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought of Standard Burger, which was a business 
featured on The Prophet that I used to watch a lot. It was on Discovery Channel, I think. Was that was that where he like went into businesses and like transformed them because they were running shitty? Yeah. Well, it it was like any business, yeah, that was running poorly. He basically went in and he fixed their supply chain issues. He like hooked them up to their network. He invested. Yeah. It was like Shark Tank, but mobile. Like it was just the one guy, right? The one guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 He would go in. He would basically give them an influx of cash flow for a little bit of capital, and then he'd be the executor who made all the decisions for like a few weeks, get them on track, and then kind of like turned it back over to them to run. He basically turned these owners into general managers. Yeah. It was like Hell's Kitchen. Or whatever, what are the kitchen nightmares, but businesses. <laughs> oh yeah, or like bar rescue, right? We're like, yeah. except bar rescue and oh, what's the one that the Rob guy did where he would go fix restaurants? Rob, I think his name was Rob. He's a Iron Chef, military, used to be in the Navy. I mean, I'm thinking, I was thinking of kitchen nightmares with what's his face, but either way, yes, Rest- restaurant impossible. That's what it was, restaurant impossible. Oh, I've never seen that one. But the important part of all three of those is that none of them invest their own money into it. They just take the show's oh, right. money and they like. Mm-hmm. Post it. This dude is like putting his actual money into it. Like he's the one who's influxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with right. cash flow. Right. So I thought of Standard Burger, which was featured on that one. And they did that. I and mean, why I thought of that is because they did a follow up episode where they like were expanding this place and the expansion was going terribly because like the guy had picked a terrible location and like that is the whole thing. Like a new construction. And they're like, yeah, we're supposed to be open in three months, but there's no like, I, I very vividly remember the guy shows up and he's like, we're supposed to be open in three months and there's no walls. <laughs> like this building has no walls. <laughs> This is concrete. It, what? It was just a frame? What do you Yeah, it was it was like this huge building and it was just like an empty studded place with nothing on the walls. And he's like, You think they're gonna finish this? We're gonna furnish it, we're gonna get staff, train staff, and be done in three months. You're nuts. And you fucked this all the way up. <laughs> fun stuff yeah the only episode well i mean i watched a few episodes of that but they did one with a store called bentley's pet stuff i'm Mm. pretty sure was on that the profit and like it was in like evanston like the suburbs of chicago and i like used to walk by that pet store all the time because there was one downtown where i worked and it was like literally what the episode started showing like this dingy kind of like dark little bit weird hard to walk Mm. through pet store but like whatever I'd pick up cat food on my way home whatever and then I saw it on the profit and then like a few months later I walked by it and it had been redone like completely like it was on the show and I was like oh it does it does it does continue they did like I was here to witness it they did redo all of the stores yeah restaurant impossible came and redid a restaurant in the midwest they Mm -hmm. did it in the midwest where I was living and the restaurant closed like three months later the owners had been committing like some serious tax evasion oh my god yeah so it was like immediately (laughs) shut down wow yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, sometimes with those things, like you got to sit down and think there's a reason the business was going downhill. Yeah. And if that reason isn't fixed, it's going to happen again. I think I'm over that word though. Are you? How do you feel? Oh, standard. Did we, cir- we didn't circle back, but yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> okay, great. Because the next word is trouser. Ooh. <laughs> um, I feel like we had a conversation, sort of a conversation about this recently. Yeah. That's just making me think of your wedding <laughs> and also- Right. How difficult it is to buy trousers. The pant debacle, yes. yes. For women, or at least for my body shape. Like, I just... I keep seeing, I was on Pinterest way too late last night, and I was like, oh my god, all these outfits are so cute. All these girls in these, like, high-waisted, but, like, tapered trousers. I have no ankles 
For those of you who are not aware, I don't have ankles. It just goes straight down. So anything tapered is literally a nightmare. And I'm like, I don't know how people do this. And I don't know why I always think that this was, it's like fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. I'll like buy something that does not have, I'm wearing joggers right now actually, but they strut. And I'll buy something with a tapered leg that doesn't have stretch like a freaking idiot. And every time I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I think that this time would be different? Like they're ever made for people without ankles. They're not. I'm just trying to understand the definition of not having ankles. Well, I could show you, but the, re- the listeners would not. Do you just mean you don't have like the two bumps of an ankle? I mean, like if you just look at, okay, what I mean is if you looked at my ankles from like eye level, right? Uh-huh. From either the yeah. front or the back, there is yeah. no like indentation. It's just like my calf just goes straight into foot. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't have pronounced malleoli. Oh, Because wow. you have your lateral malleolus, which is the <laughs> external part, or the medial malleolus, which is the internal part. And I also do not. And mine goes straight down. Yeah, I don't look good in a heel for sure. For sure. Oh my God, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, terrible. Or anything with an ankle strap, go fuck yourself. There's no way that I can be wearing shoes that have an ankle strap around them. It's just not like I'm going to have to glue the ends together. Like, I don't know how you think. <laughs> Ugh, it's terrible. So thank you for explaining that in the medical terminology <laughs> that we all desperately needed. I didn't know there was words for that. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're your malleoli. Malle- well, it's a malleolus. So you could break your lateral malleolus or your medial malleolus or your posterior malleolus, which is like kind of where your Achilles rests. That's If you broke all three of those, it's called a trimalleolar fracture. And those are unstable and have to be surgically repaired eventually. <gasps> yeah. I've learned so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Now I'm looking at my ankles. <laughs> When I think of trousers, I think of schnauzers. Just because it rhymes? Yep. My first thought was, <laughs> oh, a little schnauzer in a trouser. Okay. That's an interesting one. I Now I'm imagining schnauzers in trousers. And yeah, that's, is there not like a, a tumbler for that or something? Because I would, I need, I need that in my life. Tumblr RIP. I haven't heard about anybody using Tumblr. I also haven't really heard of anybody scrolling Pinterest either. And apparently you do that. So, um, you know, I, I forget it exists all the time time but for some reason I was like googling something and one of the search results was Pinterest and I was like oh yeah that's a thing huh my problem with Pinterest is how absolutely unnavigatable it is so like yeah people put things on Pinterest to share and then you have to click through 40 things to find the source of the thing that they've shared Mm -hmm. if you're lucky otherwise it's just like a screenshot of something that they found on an obscure web page one time you're never gonna find the source I literally use it for visual elements only because everything or recipes might be the only other thing but like visual things only because everything else is impossible like you cannot use it as like a search engine to nope. find information that's just not what it's there for so no. I was looking for outfit ideas or like if I'm looking for makeup ideas or how I want my hair to be great all I need is pictures so perfect it's like way better than google image search for that but I basically use it as like an expanded google image search yeah that's what so when Liv and I were looking for wedding cake ideas and and uh, like her ring, that's all we used it for was like, oh, yeah, yeah. literally just Wedding planning. picture board things like not. And I'm like, honestly, we could have done the same thing going through catalogs, like cutting out pictures and being like, we want something that looks like this. <laughs> 
Throwback. Yeah, you could have. I mean, yeah, it is a it is a digital version of exactly that. Yeah, going through like catalogs and cutting out what you want. It's like it's supposed to be kind of like a digital, not scrapbook, but like mood. It's board. a digital pin board, isn't that why it's called Pinterest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no hate to Pinterest, but like I hate your platform. So it's fine. They get it. It'll they'll, they'll probably die soon. Who knows? Well, you keep thinking Angie's list will die, and then it just gets rebranded to what list or whatever it is. <laughs> Wait, is that still is that a thing? Yeah, and so all of our Hulu ads right now are Angie's List rebrand, and it's they just rebranded to List. Maybe it's just List. It's not. It's not Angie's List anymore. I have not been getting those ads, so I don't. I news to me. Just like everyone to see how terrible their rebranding is. If I can't even remember what it's what it is, there's still a market for everyone. I mean, Tumblr still exists. Tumblr tried to rebrand itself as cool like a few months ago and terrified the shit out of everybody. They had this giant yellow scary mascot thing. Oh, they just relisted it to Angie. A-N-G-I. Okay. But like that kind of removes the whole list thing. And that's what I used you for, right? It was a list of recommendations. I didn't, I've, I've only ever used that website one time. <laughs> oh, I've, I've literally, I've never used it. I attempted to once for a general contractor my ex and I were looking for, and it was terrible. It, the, the person that they recommended was awful. It didn't work. And like, I never, I vowed never to touch it again. Oh yeah. No, I, I think I did one search and I was like, this site's hard. And I <laughs> <laughs> closed it. You know, I feel that way a lot with like the travel sites too. So like booking oh, yeah. or Expedia or Travelocity. Like anytime I get on those, I'm like, this is too much information. <laughs> I will just manually go to every airline and compare prices that way. Thank you. Yeah, I don't use those sites anymore ever because they're completely overwhelming and like 15 different windows open. Why does Kayak do that? Oh yeah, Kayak opens every individual window. Yeah. Yeah, like why, why do I need 15 windows all over my screen to see one flight option like chill dude I just and I I haven't ever found anything on there that has been a better deal or cheaper than what comes up on Google what's worse is like the booking part of that the like booking the um, rental car or the hotel or whatever they'll give it away so like they basically they get a block of these things but the hotel itself is like okay bye and they give it away the hotels will straight up tell you you should book directly through your hotel or you run the chance of not having a room when you get there straight up I cannot tell you how many times I had a buddy that worked a front counter of a hotel for a while and like worked the overnight and he always had to do the breakfast and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like the amount of people that come in and they're like, oh yeah, I got my, you know, we booked through booking or hotel.com or whatever. And he's like, yep. And it's gone because we have no allegiance to them. We don't know anything about them. And sometimes they just randomly do shit. So I've had that issue with booking.com, but not, and well, and I've had issues with all the other ones, but like, yeah, I just book directly through usually. Oh yeah. No, I just, and usually most hotels have like a reward system to go straight through. So like I'm a big high fan I book straight through Hyatt because I'm an explorer or whatever I get like free upgrades and water bottled water all I'm thinking of right now is that like that ad with like Anna Kendrick or whatever do you see that when the Hyatt first released that I think it was the Hyatt first released the, the mobile app that was one of the things is like you get you get bottled water or whatever and I was like oh I do not remember that that's hilarious though <laughs> I thought it was a weird, weird flex, but I mean, when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, well, totally. When Anna Kendrick says it, I'm like, that's what you're happy yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, the woman who can buy the hotel is happy about uh, the free water. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm, stop gassing yeah. us. Right. Yeah, this doesn't feel sincere. Thank you. Airbnb's fees and everything have just like officially become way more expensive than hotels. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the the rooms are the same price as like a hotel. 
hotel. So Right. And then you add in all the extra fees and shit and you are now paying way more than you are in a hotel. And at least in a hotel, you know what you're expected, like mm-hmm. what's expected of you. These Airbnbs, you're walking in and they're like, and also I need you to slay my firstborn, <laughs> mow the lawn, <laughs> mow the dishwasher, strip the sheets. Yeah. Like all this extra shit. And I will do extra shit if it's cheaper. But if it's the same price right. and I'm doing extra shit, buy. No. Well, and that's fair. And that's fair. And especially if you're looking in places where options are limited, like you're probably going to run into a lot of that. But, you know, it also depends on the experience you're looking for. Some people are looking to rent a house. And so like, or they're looking for a private apartment because they want like a kitchen and everything else. So like, you're not going to get that with a hotel room. But you totally can at Hyatt Place. This is, are you, are they are they paying you? They're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor, but if they want to be, they can be. But the the Hyatt place, you could rent, you know, two nights and have a full kitchen. So like me and Liv, when we were doing long distance, would stay together in grocery shop and stay together in this hotel that has a full kitchen and multiple bedrooms and all this stuff. But like it makes sense for group gatherings, right? So like that house we rented out last weekend for the the wedding. That made mm-hmm. sense, right? There was nine of us. It made sense yeah. to do that. But outside of those big group gatherings, there's not a ton of of love for it. That's fair. It's expensive. It is expensive. It's it's so expensive that I can't I can't afford more trousers when I do that. <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess we'll stick to the Hyatt then so that you can have all the trousers you need. Thank you. Hyatt's not a sponsor. If somebody from Hyatt is listening and you would like to be a sponsor, I'm all for it. Please just, I would love to to hype you up on, on travel accommodations. I will say though, you need to make one closer to Gloucester because there isn't one closer to Gloucester. And so now I have to put my mother in a different hotel and it's very annoying. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that there's a Hyatt place everywhere, but most major me- metropolitan areas. Yeah, the closest one is I think in, I don't even think there's one in Salem. I think it's a little further out. But it's up being like an hour drive and I'm like I can't have my mother I can't drive an hour to pick up my mother just to stay loyal to the Hyatt <laughs> sorry oh no that's okay it's their loss it's a little bit my loss too I just enjoy them so much okay. <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on moving on trousers 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 I don't know that I have anything else with trousers yeah I don't I don't really know that I do either I guess maybe the, the only last thing that comes to mind is I should have really known that I was gay a lot sooner because your trouser selection well no but I don't know if you know who Catherine Hepburn is but she's an old movie star one of her like claims to fame was that she didn't like wearing dresses at a time when most women wore dresses so she'd walk around in trousers and say fuck everyone and then you know decades later the secrets came out that she was a lesbian so that tracks that tracks uh yeah definitely a role model <laughs> so. so i only know her through rupaul's drag race because for like a season or two there was one character who was later canceled Okay. And he did some sketchy AF stuff. Ooh. And he actually got kicked out of the finale for it. <gasps> I don't watch Drag Race, so you can you can ruin it for me. <laughs> so he like staged being he basically like catfished a bunch of dudes to sending super inappropriate casting videos like of them doing inappropriate things. Okay, for casting? <laughs> for like casting and like theatrical stuff like Broadway off Broadway stuff. Okay. He basically went up to these dudes and was like, oh hey, yeah, I'm friends with insert woman's name. Here's her contact information. They would reach out to that woman. That woman was him. And then he would make these obscene requests from these men. And these men would be like, this is kind of sketchy. This is kind of weird, but it's this woman like who evidently does these things like whatever it's probably okay and then he would get what he wants from these men under this guise and then disappear right like ghost him oh my god and then 
all of these friends started talking to each other being like, did you have to send like a really weird thing? And they're like, yeah. And then it all comes crashing down that like he is this person. So then of course he comes out and he's like, I have a problem. Clearly (laughs) I have a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's like assault. Like they can press charges. Yeah, so he like went into some version of a sex rehab situation. They dropped him from the show and since then, like on the rest of that season, every time was given a cash tip of like five thousand or ten thousand dollars or whatever immediately after the episode it would cut to black and it would be this screen that said in light of recent events rupaul's drag race has donated whatever the cash tip was to the trevor project or whatever else yeah wow so he didn't make any money from the show but they were basically like we're still gonna air the show because the rest of the girls did a really good job and like we don't want to take away their exposure because of this jerk right right and like nobody moving forward talks about it okay i we've now watched two more seasons and like nobody talks about it like in the review like they had like a reunion or whatever they made a joke that they were like how's it feel to finish like 12th out of 11 queens because they cut one queen and so there's 11 queens but they finished 12th because they were last even though there was yeah so like that was the only joke that was made. That was the only joke. That was it. The rest of it's just been like, I mean, we talk about it. It's like, it's like you have been shunned from the family. You are cut off, gone, well, by forever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and there's Snatch Game, which is like, you act like a celebrity. You're impersonating a celebrity. So like somebody else was Cher. Somebody else was Gaga. Oh, like sure. you impersonate a celebrity and you make jokes as that celebrity. Mm-hmm. He was Catherine Hepburn. Oh, okay. And like acted like he had Parkinson's. Okay, interesting. Because I think she, she did later in life. At the end, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we don't love him. We don't love his terrible act. I don't know where he is now. There's no fun update there, but hopefully getting the help that he needs. I mean, that's honestly the best we can hope for, hope for right? Like if if he ever ever really needed help, right? Like who knows if that wasn't just a that's the dangerous thing about coming out with like sex addiction stuff is like almost always when it comes to light, it's because you've gotten in trouble for something and it's really hard to say that that is a sincere thing or if you're just doing it for the PR. Well, no, right. I mean, I didn't say that like hopefully he he's been enlightened and is getting help. I'm just saying hopefully he's getting the help he freaking needs. Chances are low. Chances are extremely low. But and that sucks because people who really do have these problems that come out with these problems are like, do you really have these problems? Because these seems to just be used as a as a ploy to help these other people who have gotten caught doing it. And it's like, I don't know. It just sucks. It sucks to have something that is a legitimate thing be used as a, a ploy by other people to get an out of excuse, trouble that they're in. Or as an attempted excuse. Well, but right. the thing is like that it's not an excuse like regardless of yeah. the status of his sex addiction and whatnot that is not an excuse he's still responsible for his actions regardless of what state of mind they were in so like that obviously was not okay and if no one took legal action someone definitely should but hopefully someone was clear enough to him to be like hey you can get in very serious legal trouble for tricking someone into sending you obscene videos or pictures yeah and if they are not aware of that they should be made very well aware of that regardless of addiction status whatever it's still not an excuse right like it's just not right james franco did something very similar where he got caught did you hear you hear about this i mean was it recent or was the last was it the last time was it the time before that (laughs) 
so it was the last time where he was running this like acting school or whatever, and then he was trying to like teach a sex scene, and every time oh, yeah, he yeah. teach a sex scene, he would like actually penetrate this woman, which is not yeah. how actual acting sex scenes go. For any of you that didn't know that, yeah. it's not that's what we call porn. That's not what they signed up to, to learn or to be taught. Right. But in those moments, they feel like you know they have to do that. And then once he got called on a shit, he was like, "Well, I am a sex addict." So so what? Yeah. See, this is the part that I struggle with. Is like it took me a long time to unlearn this, but like I think we as a society too often accept excuses when there are none. Mm. It doesn't matter. Like you are still responsible for your actions. It doesn't matter. If someone commits murder in a state of insanity, we're not like, oh, (laughs) all right, my bad. Go ahead. No, we put them in a mental institution. We put them in a place where, oh, you're not mentally stable enough to take care of yourself or be around anyone else. There are still consequences for those actions, regardless of what state of mind you are in. So like, I am done with that. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're just giving excuses. I don't care what the reasons were. You made a mess. It is your responsibility to clean it up. It doesn't matter if you made the mess on purpose or on accident. Like, literally doesn't matter. There's a mess. I'm oddly triggered by this. (laughs) So I... Sorry, I bet a lot of people are, honestly. And no, it's okay. My ex would, would very much be like, I would explain why I didn't do something the way that I did it because of my ADHD. And she would very much be like, you're using that as an excuse. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you that I still did this thing, right? Like I still did the thing. I just want us both to understand why the thing happened right? to help the upstream effects, you know, maybe to go upstream and try and, you know, help us out. And and so she very much accused me of using my ADHD as an excuse or a crutch often. Yeah. And, and so as I'm hearing this, I'm like, okay, yeah, but that is why I did it. So like- Okay, but because I have done the same thing my whole life, why you did it is an important conversation. But that conversation is not the same conversation as you taking accountability for the action of you hurting your partner. Those are two separate conversations. So in that moment, she was asking you to listen and hear that her feelings had been hurt and for you to take accountability for hurting her feeling. But then it's later your responsibility to be like, hey, I would love for us to sit down and have a conversation about like why this happens because I know it's going to happen again because this is how my brain works and maybe we can figure out a way together where I don't end up hurting your feelings because of it. Right. Her untangling those two was impossible though like in her mind yeah any conversation about adhd was a way of me not taking accountability even if i'm saying i am a piece of shit i did this right right and i understand that because this is difficult for everybody yeah I'm just setting the example. I'm not saying I do this perfectly. I definitely don't. But that's the that's the point, right? That's the difference. No, I get that. Yeah, is, yeah, I get is that. Is it's not it's not that your reasons why you did it are invalid or they don't matter, but during that conversation, they don't. During the conversation of someone saying, "Hey, this hurt me because of this." The reasons don't matter. They're saying, "Hey, you made a mess." on accident and you're leaving me to clean it up, but it's your mess. So in that moment, it's just your responsibility to figure out, are you going to be like, yeah, fuck you, go ahead, clean it up. Or are you going to sit down and clean up the mess? You can talk about what happened later, but this is what we're dealing with right now. I struggle with this in the way of intention because I often, me and Olivia will often get into these conversations of she will hurt my feelings or I will hurt hers. And we will both end up saying that wasn't my intention. Right. And we get really stuck on that. We get really stuck on like us being like, it wasn't my plan or my, my, my intention, my thought, whatever. 
And there's just like, it's so hard to see around that to see, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what your intention was. Here is what happened. And that's, I don't know, that's really hard. It's tough. It's tough because I, you want the person to know that you weren't like being a menace intentionally. No, totally. I mean, it's tough, period, for everybody. We all, same thing. It's tough for me too, to like not want to explain yourself, especially when someone's saying like, you hurt my feelings and you're like, oh fuck, that's absolutely not what I meant to do. But like that conversation isn't about me. That conversation is about them and what they're going through. And my only job in that moment is to listen. That's it. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to do anything except listen and apologize if there's something that I have done that requires an apology. What a heavy way to end an episode. (laughs) I had therapy this morning. Did I mention that? (laughs) Yeah, right. I would like to take this moment to remind everyone that we all put our pants on one leg at a time. One leg at a time. Right. We all all put those trousers on (laughs) one leg at a time. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. On the relatively heavy episode of Satisfying Static, where you were caught up on all things pop culture and sex addiction that you didn't know you needed to hear. (laughs) With a little therapy sesh at the end, hopefully I didn't trigger too many people. And if I did, call your therapist. Accountability is important. Excuses and explanations are also important, but they're important separately. Reasons are important. Yes. But that's just a different conversation about understanding your partner. It's a different conversation. Okay. Until next time. See you then. (laughs) 